breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news this morning, Idalia has now strengthened into a hurricane and will continue to intensify. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. Christian, is it supposed to still make landfall tomorrow? Yes, overnight into tomorrow morning okay. is still that time frame here. So the National Hurricane Center uh, put out an update at 4 o'clock this morning, said the sustained winds have reached 75 miles per hour. That classifies it as a hurricane. So let's take a look at this live picture from Tampa behind us because people there expected to see big impacts. The Tampa International Airport closed at midnight. Several counties there under state of emergencies, mandatory evacuations and school closures are in place along the coast. Homeowners and business owners in the Fort Myers area are still rebuilding after Hurricane Ian hit less than a year ago. It was really hard to see, you know, something that you've built, you know, just destroyed in an instant. Idalia is expected to bring a life-threatening storm surge, hurricane-force winds, and flooding along parts of the west coast of Florida. So let me show you what this storm looks like on tropical satellite. You can see some of those more purple colors. This thing really going to explode here as it's underneath some of those now record warm temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico. This is expected to make landfall overnight into tomorrow morning. We're going to talk a lot more about where Idalia is going here in a few minutes, but let's briefly touch on what's happening here at home. Live look outside. Our indeed domain camera showing clear conditions. Current temperature 79 degrees. We've got most areas in the 70s, if not even some 60s. Gillespie County right now currently seeing 68 in Fredericksburg, about 10 degrees warmer than that here in Austin at 78. We've got more 70s in our eastern counties. Getting back into the upper 90s today, but I think we'll fall short of the century mark. Not expecting widespread low 100s today. I think I think most of us will stay in those 90s underneath that mainly sunny sky. We do have some wildfire concerns, high to very high fire danger across central Texas for today as we've got dry skies really from left to right, top to bottom. Rain coverage, not something I'm super worried about in the short term, maybe a little bit on Labor Day. We'll talk more about our weather pattern, what you can expect between now and the holiday weekend coming up. Thank you, Kristen. Opening statements are starting this morning in the trial for the 6th Street mass shooting suspect. DeAndre White is accused of killing a 25-year-old man and injuring more than a dozen other people in June of 2021. Now, this is a shooting that prompted changes in the entertainment district, and KXN's Brianna Hollis has an update on the safety initiatives launched after the mass shooting. A weekend night that ended in panic and heartache. He used to call me and just chat for an hour. The shooting took the life of 25-year-old Douglas Cantor, who was in town visiting from Michigan. Police say DeAndre White fired his gun after a confrontation with another group. APD says Cantor was an innocent bystander. Cantor's family has told us several times they want to see 6th Street safer. Anyone who fires a gun in there, they can't miss a human body because they're so densely packed. In response to the shooting, former downtown council member Kathy Tovo launched the Safer 6th Street initiative, which council ended up passing in March of 2022. Since then, the city has added additional halo cameras in the entertainment district, created a critical incident training program for bars, established a first responder staging area, and improved street lighting. Current downtown council member Zocadri says the key is now focusing on diversifying the space. We think what we look at it is making 6th Street uh, safer, more, more accessible, more family friendly. The city provided an update on those safety measures this summer, saying it's still exploring ways to improve the streetscape 
to discourage late-night crowds from congregating in the middle of the street. Any future street redesigns will also include dedicated pedestrian lighting. And I think that'll help a lot way at re revitalizing the area. This week, a council is said to approve adopting an $85,000 budget assessment plan, which includes 40% of funding to six street safety improvements. A lift of safety measures moving forward as a 6th Street shooting suspect prepares to face a jury. My heart goes out to uh, the family of the, of the gentleman who, who passed away. They go out for a night of fun and, and enjoyment with, with friends and family. Uh, they're able to come home um, you know, after, after that night, and that wasn't the case with this. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. And while jury selection in this case, DeAndre White's case, was able to wrap up in just one day, legal experts say attorneys can sometimes face some challenges when it comes to seating a juror in cases like these. High profile case, a lot of publicity, greater the likelihood of busting the panel or not being able to find people who can be fair and impartial because of pretrial publicity. Defense attorney right there says when members of a jury pool do indicate that they're familiar with the case, a judge has them approach the stand to talk it over, the bench rather, to talk it over, out of the earshot of the rest of the potential jurors. Medics in Austin could soon see bigger paychecks. The bargaining team for the EMS union has agreed to a deal with the city. It's a four-year contract. This is according to union president Selena Shi. Yeah, she says EMS started negotiating this contract back in 2021. She says union members will vote on the contract, and then from there it's going to go over to city council, and then the city council will get the final vote. We did reach out to the city about the deal, and we're going to let you know when we hear back from the officials there. Also this morning, a group of attorneys is calling on the State Bar of Texas to investigate those criminal allegations facing suspended Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Those allegations will be considered in his impeachment trial starting next week. The attorneys argue Paxton should be prevented from practicing law entirely regardless of the outcome of the trial. The Attorney General of Texas does not need to be a licensed attorney by law. However, Paxton would need to delegate certain responsibilities to licensed attorneys in his office should he be disbarred. Paxton's attorneys sent us a statement calling the complaint baseless. In a statement, it said in part that it will have no impact on his commitment to defend the rule of law and our constitutional rights. After a deadly attack at a Jacksonville store, we're hearing from the university security guard nearby who says that he encountered the suspect and prevented even more deaths from occurring. And what doctors are saying about the rise in COVID cases and when we could see a new booster. There are new developments this morning. What appears to be a racist shooting rampage at a store in Florida. A security guard from a nearby college campus is being called a hero for potentially preventing even more deaths. And he spoke with NBC's Gabe Gutierrez. Before the gunman, seen here on surveillance video, walked into a Dollar General store in Jacksonville Saturday and killed three people. Police releasing new images of the moment he stopped in the parking lot of nearby Edward Waters University. And that's when a group of students flagged down a campus security officer. I don't consider myself a hero. Lieutenant Antonio Bailey quickly confronted the gunman, later identified as 21-year-old Ryan Christopher Palmetter. Yeah, on what appeared to be a tactical vest up on a um, shirt and uh, mask. Did you ever in your mind ever consider not confronting the suspect? No, I did not. This is what we signed up for. 
The gunman sped away and later opened fire at the Dollar General nearby before taking his own life. While the local sheriff says it's not clear that the gunman planned to target the university, the school's president has no doubt why he went there first. Do you believe that if he had not confronted the suspect, do you believe that this attack would have been unfolded here on this campus? I absolutely do. The FBI is investigating the shooting as a hate crime. The sheriff here says the gunman had written down racist rants. The victims identified as Gerald Deshaun Gallion, A.J. Laguerre Jr., and Angela Carr. This is so unreal. Oh, God. Carr's daughter, Ashley, says her mom was an Uber driver who leaves behind three kids and 16 grandchildren. She's touched the lives of hundreds, if not thousands. That was Gabe Gutierrez reporting. Police say the gunman legally purchased the AR-15 style rifle and the handgun he used. They say he had no criminal record. Though as a teenager, he was held for an involuntary mental health evaluation. Catch more of the interview from Gabe Gutierrez with that security guard coming up on today. Confusing drivers. Some Austin roads have no lane lines. So we're digging deeper to find out what's behind the delay in putting them in. Two more school districts here in Central Texas weigh in on a new law when it comes to campus security, what they're choosing to do ahead of the deadline on Friday. Good morning on this Tuesday, and we take a live look outside up north from our Indeed Domain Tower camera looking out at Q2 Stadium. We're happy to have you around with us as we kick off another day here on KXAN News. Confusing traffic lines in the roads, causing some concerns on one of Austin's busiest roads. Drivers telling us they don't know which lanes to use. No, it's really confusing. And Bill Bermonda shows us what the city is doing about it and what you can do if you come across similar issues. Lamar Boulevard. I have seen the traffic here on Lamar grow tremendously. One of Austin's busiest thoroughfares. It's a road Isaac Rodriguez uses daily. But each time he pulls out onto Lamar, a stretch near Barton Springs, he worries. Car stopping, you know, just not knowing where to go, honking at each other, just a, a lot of mass confusion there. Confusion over lanes that can be hard to recognize. Do you follow the white lines or the black lines? There's just a lot of lines along the road that can cause a lot of confusion, especially for people that are not the best of drivers. Yeah, I drive on it a decent amount, and even I don't even know which lane I'm supposed to be in. Construction on a new building has shifted the lanes. The city tells us they have an inspector who will conduct a site investigation and notify the contractor of any concerns. Rodriguez says he took this video recently, showing an accident right where the lanes shift. I still miss the lane change because of how how it just isn't prominent. The city went on to tell us their initial findings show that everything appears to be set according to the traffic control plan at last check. Although the temporary markings could be refreshed, the inspector is notifying the contractor to get those markings updated. Over here on West 6th Street, similar issues. Old lines mixed with new lines, which can cause problems for drivers coming through the area. I'm very, very you know, uh, conscious of that spot specifically. Rodriguez says these confusing lines need to be reported, and he's hoping to see them fixed very soon. I definitely do think it is a danger. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. So if you notice some issues or you have concerns about a road in Austin, you can contact 311 to report it. 
Beginning on Friday, there's a new state law that's gonna give the Texas Department of Transportation more leeway to adjust highway speed limits when it comes to inclement weather. Under this new law, TxDOT can temporarily lower speed limits to up to 10 miles per hour below the posted signs. Any short-term changes need to include signage alerting people of the temporary speed limit. State Representative Terry Canales authored that bill telling the Texas Tribune this legislation could have prevented the deadly I-33, 133 rather vehicle pileup in Fort Worth back in February of 2021. Three giant pandas are set to head to China after captivating millions for decades. So cute, the Smithsonian National Zoo in Washington, D.C. said it's returning its bears. The three bears arrived in 2000 as part of a conservation and breeding agreement with China. The agreement was originally for 10 years, but it was extended several times and then it expired. It was an extension of a partnership that started all the way in the 70s when China gifted America its first pair of giant pandas. The decision to return the three current bears comes during increased political tensions between the U.S. and China. When they return, Zoo Atlanta will be the only place in the U.S. that still has the giant pandas. Its agreement to keep the pandas expires in late 2024. Aww. I know, it's sad to see them go. Sad to see them go, they're a gift. You can't return a gift, <laughs> right? The first pair was a gift. It sounds like since then it's been a, a long-term- like giving back. Yeah, yeah a long-term okay. borrow. Well, they're going home, But yes, it is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me show you what's going on with your forecast here, because at home, we are nice and quiet. Little Sea Landscape Supplies, weather camera there in Granite Shoals, showing the clear skies, few bugs out there. Temperatures though, nice and comfortable as we're currently sitting at 78 degrees. Uh, humidity is not going to be a big talker today. In fact, we should see some pretty low visibility over the next few days. Hike and bike forecast. We've got a temperature of 99 today. Not bad, right? Yesterday we hit 100. Uh, so it'll feel about the same, technically one or two degrees cooler, but seeing plenty of sunshine, no rain chances in today's forecast. Your wildfire danger is high to very high across central Texas today. So unfortunately with the ongoing drought, especially those areas that missed out on recent rainfall, we need to be very careful of what we're doing outside because we are still too dry. And really with the rain chances shutting off, we don't have much hope for getting any more rain between now and the end of this month. Now, the muggy meter, like I said, humidity at least is in our favor. This is going to stay in that comfy category all the way through Friday. Does start to creep up a little bit heading into the Labor Day weekend. Couple spot storms might be possible on Monday only in our eastern counties, and that'll be it. And even that rain chance is 10% or less. It's very, very low confidence at this point, not a big old weather maker moving through. The weather maker that we're watching is out in the Gulf, Hurricane Idalia. Hurricane hunters went out. They found those winds to be 75 miles per hour plus. This thing is expected to make landfall along the Big Bend tomorrow morning. So you'll notice it's expected to strengthen as it moves towards Florida. At this point, a category three storm with 120 mile per winds is what we're thinking here as we get into uh, that that little cove here of Florida and then it's not even just going to be a Florida state uh, Florida storm I should say because the southeast states as a whole are going to be looking at some significant rainfall again the cones only going to show me where the center goes not where the impacts will go those will be far outside of the cone and right now I'm thinking the rainfall forecast is going to be significant anywhere from about half a foot to a foot of rainfall especially near landfall 
wish we could see a little bit of that, but we won't. Temperatures, uh, the big story this week, upper 90s today, low 100s moving forward. There's that itty bitty rain chance on Labor Day, mainly again for eastern counties, but hot and dry here in central Texas for most of the next seven days. Kristen, thank you. The Centers for Disease Control is reporting a rise in COVID-19 hospitalizations. They say it's nationwide and Austin officials are seeing an increase when it comes to local cases. Austin Public Health says the department saw a 33% increase in positive COVID-19 lab tests. Get this, in the last week alone. But as more people self-test at home or don't test at all, they really don't know the real numbers and they think that they may be much higher. The case increases come as a new COVID-19 strain dominates nationally. It's known to cause upper respiratory symptoms like congestion, there's a runny nose, sore throat, and other cold-like conditions. As I always say, the famous last words, I think I have allergies has on numerous occasions uh, ended up being a COVID uh, positive result. Okay, Xans Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has more details on the uptick and how APH uses wastewater to test COVID-19 levels. She has that story right now, right now online at kxan.com. Just find it on our homepage. An updated COVID vaccine booster is expected soon. The Food and Drug Administration is expecting to give it the go-ahead before a Centers for Disease Control and Prevention vaccine advisory panel meeting next month. Doctors are expecting the peak during this wave of COVID cases may be in November or December. Despite the uptick right now, the CDC says there's no talk of reinstating any of the mass mandates this fall. American Airlines is going to pay a huge penalty because of flight delays. The Department of Transportation fined the Fort Worth-based airline $4.1 million. The department found the airline had 43 violations of a federal law. That puts a three-hour limit on how long passengers can be stuck on planes during ground delays. And most of those delays happened at DFW Airport. The government gave American credit for half of the fine because of compensation the airline already provided to those impacted passengers. American, though, has to pay the other half of the fine in the next 30 days. And this week, work will start at our airport to expand Austin's airport. Tomorrow, the airport's hosting a groundbreaking ceremony for the start of construction on the Westgate expansion. So there's some renderings we want to show you here. This is what it's going to look like when it's all done. It'll add this new level to some areas, some new waiting areas, three new gates, bathrooms, dining areas, and more. The $165 million project should be finished in spring of 2026. Looking in depth here, this is all to keep up with the growth the airport scene. AUS leaders say the city previously planned to service about 30 million passengers by 2037, but now it's projected to meet that milestone 10 years earlier. Last year, 21 million flyers passed through the airport. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hi, good morning to you. Game week for the Longhorns. They get set to take on Rice on Saturday afternoon. Three non-conference games, and then, of course, their final season in the Big 12. Texas bracing for that final go-around of the conference. They know what the teams and how they feel about the Longhorns. What they maybe didn't expect to hear was from the commissioner, Brett Yormark. It was last week in Lubbock and Yormark talking to Red Raider fans. So kind of playing to the audience maybe, but talking about when Tech plays at Texas in November. But I'm going to be in Austin for Thanksgiving. Okay. 
And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year, okay? You talked about embracing the hate. Did you ever think it would extend to the commissioner of your conference, whether or not he was playing to his audience? And I'm guessing your players might have heard that too. Well, you're trying to get me in trouble, Roger. But um, I, 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 jokingly aside, but but not. <laughs> You know, I got a letter from the commissioner about sportsmanship the day before that speech. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, about what are we promoting to our student athletes and then to go say those types of things. So I'm, I'm not guessing he's going to have his Thanksgiving dinner with us the night before that game. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, that's, a lot's been made about that. A lot's been made about a T-shirt being made. Let's not make this more than it is. Man, this is about us. We're focused on what we get to do and why we get to do it. We're proud to be part of the University of Texas, okay? We're proud to represent the burnt orange and right. We're proud to represent 550,000 living alumni. We're proud to represent four national championship teams. We're proud to get to go do that. And we know who's behind us, and that's okay. Now let's go play. Back to football. Sark said the only player not available, linebacker Maurice Blackwell, said he'll miss a few weeks. As for that backup quarterback job, said they'll have a better idea on Thursday. Of course, Malik Murphy and Arch Manning battling behind Quinn Ewers. Back to you. For those listening in on our KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking at 5 on KXAN Today. Why neighbors here in Austin have some concerns as a project meant to reduce the risk of flooding is in the works. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.